Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hello there, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Attacker Two Podcast with, of course, your hosts, myself, Lawrence Vescoli, and good old Jimmy Funnel. Jimmy, how you doing? Absolutely fine. Uh, excited. Excited. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, as you can see, um, which you're probably not that used to, is we don't have a guest today because, well, we we thought let's just do, you know, just an episode of Jimmy and I, really, because it's kind of the similar news to what we've been speaking about recently. You know, there's nothing majorly new except Asari left, but we already spoke about that plenty of times. Not like that was surprising news. So we were like, we're kind of just repeating ourselves again there, which we kind of did a little bit already with Lewis and Matisse. Um, so we were like, let's do this, probably keep it a little bit shorter as well, and then probably have a guest on again next week. Um, but yeah, now, of course, which we usually also don't do, but now I'm around and I'm more of a YouTube guy. So I'm going to implement this. If you're new here, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the iTunes and follow us on Spotify. You know, we are on all of these platforms, also on Anchor, but I don't really know anyone that uses Anchor except when they click links on Twitter, which it's great for, but I still don't really understand Anchor. My bad. Um, but yeah, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, give us a great rating on iTunes, drop a like on this video on YouTube. That'd be greatly appreciated. And um, yeah, now we're really just going to, you know, start the podcast off by, well, saying thank you to Maritia Sari. I think Jimmy will agree on that because... Yeah. He has, of course, officially left Chelsea for Juventus, which, you know, like I say, it wasn't shocking news in the slightest, but it was still, say, a month ago, I didn't expect Sarri to end up at Juventus. I wouldn't have been surprised if he left us, and I wouldn't have been surprised if we sacked him, but I didn't expect him to end up at Juventus. Like, I don't know, just didn't see that happening with him being all Napoli and stuff, and, you know, the huge rivalry and, well, hate, you could say. Um, but, yeah, so, Jimmy. You know, in, I say instant reactions. It's about a week ago now, but um, you know, I guess reactions to Sari leaving to Juventus. Any sad feelings? Good feelings? I think we. I mean, <clears throat> without using those binar uh, binary terms of you know Sari in and Sari out, but anyone, even those that weren't possibly in favour of him, will have acknowledged. No, he brought us top four finish, European trophy. Just say thank you, move on. And that's what we have to do. Of course, I was sad because I think you and I both wanted him to stay on at least for one year so that we can, you know, give that Lamps time. But that's just the way it is. I can't blame him for returning to um, to Italy. I mean, he did name, I think it was even on the official site that he did name uh, family reasons. You know, understandable. And he's going to be good at Juventus. I'm pretty sure about that. And when they win the Champions League, who knows, you know, then that will shut up a lot of people who were just saying, oh, he can't win anything. I think we just have to be grateful and move on. You know, one thing I will say is that I hope that him, the only good thing out of him now at this moment, um, leaving the club is maybe we can grow back together a bit more as a fan base. I yeah. hope so. I agree. That that would, of course, be good. I mean, is the fan base growing together worth the price that we're currently paying? I'm not sure. Um, and then, obviously, you mentioned the whole family thing. I don't buy that. I mean, I know his, his parents, they must be old because he's already 60. And if like, they can't exactly be young, can they now? 80, so, 80, yeah, 90, something, yeah, probably. They've yeah. got to be between 80 and 90 somewhere. Like, well, the Italians are normally known for being, you know, like in those 
rural areas they can get up to 90 or 100 because of the all the olive oil so you know who knows <laughs> rub each other in with olive oil <laughs> no but yeah it's i mean it's not exactly what i meant but <laughs> oh mate uh, took the words out of your mouth and twisted them in all sorts of places um no but yeah i mean i i, I get that pit, the thing with the parents and stuff but like he used to live in naples and now he's in turin so i don't know where his family his parents live but it doesn't take you that much longer to get from London to Naples to compare to getting from Turin to Naples because that's just how planes work. Like the, what takes long is taking off and landing. The bit in the middle doesn't actually take that long. And if he drives from Turin to Naples, he's that probably takes him longer to get there than going there from London. So I, I'm not really sure I buy that whole story. We all know that he just was a bit annoyed with the board and a bit annoyed with the fans. And the board weren't really all that pleased with him anyway. So they were like, yeah, yeah, if Juventus want you, you just go on. And we got a bit of money for him, which not sure how we managed to do that, to be honest. But like, um, you know, Aaron back in February. We were all, yeah, exactly. Because back in February, we were all convinced. Well, I say all convinced, but all, some of us feared and some of us hoped that he would be sacked. And I don't know, we managed to get money rather than paying him money, which is, I guess, quite good. And of course, you know, we are recording this on the Wednesday evening, on Wednesday the 18th, is it? 19th? 19th? 19th. Wednesday, 19th. the 19th of June um, in the evening. As things stand, Frank Lampard has not yet been announced as the Chelsea manager. Chances are, by the time you're hearing this, this should go out tomorrow, so on Thursday. There is a chance, I guess, that it will be announced by then, but we're just going to record this podcast well, just knowing that he will be announced. Whether he is announced by then or not doesn't really make a difference. Just know that he will be announced. Whether it's tomorrow, whether it's on Friday or the weekend, whatever. doesn't really make that much of a difference. And um, yeah. that's obviously what we're going to talk about because there is a lot to talk about surrounding this. Like, we gave, we've given our thoughts. Are we happy about him coming in? You know, are we not? You know, would we like someone else? Like, we spoke about Ten Hag and Mourinho and whoever else we spoke about. But now that's really out the window. So let's just speak about Lampard in more detail. Who will he play? What are the loanies that might come back? Which are the younger players that he might use formation-wise? The backroom staff, because there's obviously a lot of talk going on which kind of former players that could be coming in as well. So let's talk about that. Frank Lampard, obviously, I say 99.9% of a chance that he's bringing Jody Morris with him. Obviously, as his assistant, was his assistant at Derby County, used to be our you know youth coach, um, obviously at the academy. And um, yeah, so, Jimmy. What we say, Lampard, Jody Morris, you happy? And what do you expect from them? Not as in well, performance-wise, but just what you yeah. expect. <clears throat> well, first of all, just to say, maybe this will be already announced in tomorrow. It's Lamps's birthday tomorrow. I mean, that will be a pretty uh, great introduction. Hey, happy birthday to a club legend. Oh, yeah, and he's our new manager. Like, you never know. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, and. Maybe we'll already hear quite a bit of the backroom staff that comes with him. I mean, Jody Morris, as you just said, pretty much a given. I can't imagine that he doesn't bring Jody Morris with him. Both know the club in and out. Maybe Jody Morris even a bit more because he's had to do with the uh, manager or coaching structure at the club. Uh, or at least, you know, personally to do without being a player. And so, more recently as yeah, well. More recently, exactly. Uh, even if it's at, you know, at youth level and the academy so i think the two have already worked together pretty well jody morris wrote a tweet out at the end of the well actually after derby got uh, defeated in the final um championship playoff final you know whatever happens 
him and Lamb. So I think those two are a really good team and uh, they work together really well. If it's like Jose Mourinho, Steve Holland level, I don't know. But, you know, the coach and assistant coach, they have a good chemistry going there. So I hope they can, you know, reproduce that chemistry at the Chelsea. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know why they wouldn't. So that's good. I mean, the interesting names that did come up next to the obvious one of Morris was Didier Drogba and Claude Makalela. I actually don't think that Drogba is coming back. Uh, him being a striker coach or striking coach, we already spoke about this before the video, that seems a bit iffy. You know, I mean, we have had striking coaches, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. I think it's just name dropping. I think Claude Makalela could really come in as that technical uh, director, what they're not talking about, director, something with the loaning system, something yeah, basically just, just being in charge of all the loaning. Mm. Yeah. I guess somewhat what it, Eddie Newton is right right now to an extent in charge as well, not fully in charge of it, but he's part of that whole um, structure of the loaning structure. Paulo Ferreira, don't think he's going to be going anywhere, he's been here for god knows how many years. Um, but yeah, it seems like Makarelli could be joining that role while still being an ambassador for his previous club where he was working, which is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, the Drogba thing is obviously interesting. Me personally, I've never heard of a particular strikers coach. Like, you know, there might be, you know, part of the coaching staff that obviously work on like hitting a ball, movement as a striker. But these, are they a striker coach? I don't really know. Um, never heard of that used that way. That doesn't mean, doesn't yeah, mean you Lawrence, can't invent it. <laughs> if any club could need a striking coach, you know, like DJ Drogba, then it's bloody Chelsea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We could have, that we should have brought him bloody sooner when we had Torres round. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, blimey. Well, actually, was it? He yeah, was round when he was. They were here yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, one thing that we have to keep in mind: uh, if Makalele comes in, what happens to Eddie Newton? Uh, is he? Does he stay there? I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's the head guy in the low knee department at the moment. Uh, so, what happens to him? Does he get moved somewhere else? Does he work together with Makalele? Uh, is Makalela then like a uh, level better below him? Very interesting times. There's so many names coming or, you know, people coming back to the club. A yeah. lot of reshuffling. It is interesting. I mean, chances are they're probably like Eddie Newton will stay maybe in a slightly different role, maybe in the exact same role. Like I say, Paulo Ferreira works in the loan structure as well. And Eddie Newton is still there. So maybe that will be the same with Makalele. I'm not 100% sure. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. There was also talk about Shay Given, obviously, who was also assistant coach with Frank Lampard at Derby County. There was reports that he might be coming to Chelsea as the goalkeeping coach as well. I mean, he was a decent keeper. He was never the greatest keeper. But you don't necessarily have to be the greatest keeper to be a great goalkeeper coach, or you have, don't have to be a great player to be a great coach. That does The one thing doesn't exclude the other. We've never heard of the previous goalkeeper. Like, Ed, have you heard of Spinelli, the one that we had on a Conte? Have you ever heard of him before we yeah. was at Chelsea? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 not, not before Chelsea. Of course, when he did no, come exactly. to Chelsea. That's, that's yeah. the point. Though. You know, when Ed Shea given, it's just because we know him as a not-so-great goalkeeper. Why is that worse than someone we've never heard of anyway? Um, but... I just, Lawrence, I mean, you. I know you're on my opinion here. Why don't we just give it back to Christopher Lollicon? He was a brilliant goalkeeping coach. One of the best we've ever had, I'd say, arguably. We've got him, you know, what happened to him wasn't, wasn't nice under with, you know, Courtois. <sighs> Reinstate him. Why do yeah. we need Shea Given? We don't need him. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bring in Lollikan again. He, he deserves it. He's, I, I agree. He's world class. 
I mean, if he, if he still wants that job, I don't know for sure. I mean, he obviously got older. He's not the youngest anymore. If he still wants to work full-time as the goalkeeping coach, I think that should certainly be considered because, yeah, I mean, Frank, like Lampard clearly knows him already. Jody Morris clearly knows him already. So it's not like there will be like a completely new thing out of the blue. Right. Yes, they've worked with Shea Given for a year now. But, you know, still, I'd, I'd certainly back uh, Christophe Lonichon over Shea Given as a goalkeeping coach. Um the other things, obviously, that you know we should mention, I guess, are <laughs> part of the coaching staff from the past season. Now they worked under Maurizio Sarri, including Gianfranco Zola, of course, club legend. Also, Carlo Cudicini, he's a club legend, maybe not a legend, a club great. Let's say that club great, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, he served as well, especially until Petr Cech came, and now he's been around at the club for a little, quite a while now as well, because he was here with Conte already, and then stayed around under Sarri. Um, and obviously, there is quite a lot of talk about Zola probably losing his job, you know, losing his job, just like leaving with Sari, I guess. Not to Juventus, but just leaving Chelsea. Um, you know, he was asked in an interview and he doesn't, he didn't know, like, at the time. Obviously, that is a few, uh, it's like 10 days or so ago now. Mm. Um, I mean, reportedly, he was only brought in to be like an intermediate between Sari and the squad as a translator to an extent that's just, a, you know, helping out with the Italian and English mentalities I guess to an extent it's not like they were ever particularly close but they seem to get on very well they seem to agree on their footballing ideas quite a lot and um, I mean Lampard knows Zola Zola knows Lampard so he could stay around probably not as an assistant coach I don't ever I didn't ever think he was a particularly great assistant coach not that I know what he did but he's not a great manager so why should he be a great uh. assistant coach that doesn't make any sense um, I don't know I wouldn't mind having him around but I it doesn't really matter but Lawrence, I, I, I mean, one can't really, to hundred percent compare the what what you have to do as a coach as uh, in a position to an assistant coach because, I mean, of course he hasn't got all the um, weight on his shoulders as an assistant coach. He's being told what certain areas he has to cover, and I agree with you. We don't know exactly how good he was. We only you know hear some tidbits there here and there from players. But we, I, I can remember seeing him quite a few times, you know, talking to, for example, uh, Hudson Odoi after a game or, you know, before coming on, just maybe giving him feedback. Because I can remember actually reading uh, Hudson Odoi talking about that once, where he just basically says, you know, Zola, he always gave him like feedback, what he can do better, what he just, you know, noticed. I think Zola is brilliant in that role. But as an assistant coach, I think he's not tough enough. He's just too nice guy. He, he doesn't have like this, uh, okay, shit, you know, we've done something wrong. We shouldn't, uh, we should, you know, pull ourselves together kind of vibe to him, which I think Jody Morris has. Um, yeah. Even though they're both back as a player. Four. You what? Even though they're both about four foot tall. So one, yeah. one is more, certainly more intimidating than the other one. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, no one's forcing any club to only have one assistant coach. And Mourinho, we had two with Rui Faria and Steve Holland. So, in theory, we could still have, st just have both. Um, to my knowledge, Shea Given was actually... Well. Yeah. yeah. To my knowledge, Shea Given was actually an assistant coach to Lampard, not just the goalkeeping coach at Derby. So, uh -huh. you know, maybe he's somewhat used to that as well. I don't know. And then, obviously, you have Carlo Cudicini. I mean, we haven't. I haven't heard anything whether he will leave or whether he will stay. But the fact that he was there under Conte and under Sarri makes me think that he'll probably still be around anyway. Because if he was here under both of them, yes, I know he's Italian and they both were Italian. Obviously, Lampard isn't. But I'm like, if he you know, was here under both, why should he have nowhere leave now? I don't think the struggles that we've 
had over the last two seasons to an extent, even though last season, you know, was a pretty decent season yeah. with a poor two months in between in the middle. Um, I don't think any of those issues are to do with Carlo Cudicini. So no. don't see the point in him necessarily leaving. Um, but it could happen. What effect that will have, we don't know for sure. But there is obviously going to be some serious changes within the backroom staff. You know, most of the backroom staff that was working on the Maritza Sari will leave, has left, you know, whatever. Some of them will have to be paid compensation because um, I think some contracts were still running, but most of them were only for one year of the backroom staff. So we don't have to pay any compensations for that, unlike Hokonte's right. backroom staff the season before. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is obviously who's going to come in. But what is arguably a lot more interesting than that is what are we going to see on the Frank Lampard? Because, you know, we had pragmatic football for years and years. Mourinho, Conte, you know, even Gossidic in the middle wasn't exactly, you know, free-flowing attacking Malik football. Goose. Yeah. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, you know, we had oh, that. <laughs> sorry. God, that was, that was atrocious. I hated that half of the season. God, yeah. That 1-0 that that defeat at Swansea was arguably the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, sure. You know, the players always said afterwards the same thing. But, uh, like it, they, they had studied it by heart, what Goose Hitting told them, doctrinated. That was so hilarious. Even though it was sad, that whole season was absolutely something that you want to like, strike from the history books. But, God, I hope we never get Goose Hitting back again. <laughs> Oh my god! It's the greatest win record of all Chelsea managers. Sod on, um, but yeah, you know, obviously we have have had a lot of pragmatic football, and then out of nowhere, I say out of nowhere, kind of, well, kind of out of nowhere. Actually, last summer we changed to Maurizio Sarri, and we were like, oh, this is great. We're gonna we're trying something new. Well, that lasted for about a full year, and now we're here with another new manager. Well, we haven't appointed him yet, as we have recorded this, but it's going to be Frank Lampard. So what do we expect from him? Because, you know, as so many people had so much to talk about when it decided, even though they only knew him at Napoli, no one, like 99% had no clue what he did at Empoli, let alone what he did before that. It's just that, oh, he didn't win anything at Napoli. Must be horrible then. Uh, yeah. How about you look at the Juventus squad first? Um, but, but yeah, there's not much of doing that with Frank Lampard because he's only had one bloody season. <laughs> and that was in a championship. So... Um, I know he's a club legend, but how that is okay and good enough, but Sadi wasn't good enough when they came in, I will never understand. Um, he knows the club, Lawrence. He knows the club. He, he must be club, good. Yeah. And he was a he was a club legend. He's our greatest goal scorer. People, how can people be so dense that they don't understand that that doesn't equate to him being a good manager? Yeah. I mean, there are. I, I don't want to overgeneralize because there are a lot of people that want him in. But see, okay. I understand. I wouldn't normally think this way if it was anyone else. Ole Solskjaer coming to Chelsea, for example. You know, we'd criticise that decision, but it's Frank. Are yeah, you excited? Exactly. I mean, I'm still excited. Why am I excited? It's ridiculous. You know, it's... Yeah. I watched. I watched a little. I watched a short YouTube video yesterday of Frank Lampard's um, 09, 10, uh, 09, 10 season with his like yeah. twenty two goals and sixteen assists or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. and it was just like. He's going to be a manager now. It's a bit mad, that. And um, it is. And I am, to an extent, excited. But like we've obviously spoken about before, it's like, at this point, Sarri has left. We don't really have a better option. You know, it's not like we're going to get the top echelon of managers. We're not going to get a Guardiola, a Klopp, an Allegri. I mean, Allegri is taking the year out anyway, but we wouldn't have got him even if we tried. Not that I would have wanted him, but even if we would have tried, we would not have gotten yeah. him. Um, or, you know, 
you know, whoever else are, you know, classed as the best manager, Zidane or whatever, we wouldn't have gotten those. And then if you look at the options that were available to us, Frank Lampard, with knowing the club, because it does make a difference to an extent, you know, and having a pretty good first season at, at um, Derby County, and especially the youth thing, obviously that makes a difference, is the best option we have. But what do we expect from him now? Of course, like I say, the championship, how, can, how well can you compare it to the Premier League? Probably not that much, actually. Especially if you look at you know the, the squad Derby had. It's not anywhere near like the squad that Chelsea have. It's a completely different type of squad. It was an old squad that he had to make younger. I guess we somewhat have that at Chelsea, but our squad isn't that old. We just have a lot of bad players that are a little bit old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have that. But what, what what do you expect from him? Like, how many say loanies do you think he will actually like players that were out on loan last season? Do you think he will uh, integrate into the first team squad? Do you think he will change the formation? What do you just what do you expect from him, really? Yeah, Lawrence, this is this is a really good question because I think everyone expects him. Oh well, he played Mason Mount and um, Fikel Tamori last season, and if, I think he played Wilson, who's also a, uh, a very young player. But yeah, uh, um, he gave them chances at Derby. Oh, he's bound to do it at Chelsea. Can't wait for him to play all the youth. Is he really going to do that? How often have we had the manager who employed? Okay, last. Three managers haven't been that good of examples, but Andre Villas-Boas, for example, Carlo Ancelotti wasn't a good example. All right, we haven't had that many managers that really did that. Uh, but in theory, you know, who says that Frank Lampard is going to do that? Only because he did it at Derby. I'm sure that some of the coaches we have had in the past will have done it at other at other clubs, but this is a completely different situation at Chelsea. And even if Lampard's gotten, you know, concessions, yeah, you will get time. I don't know. I really hope that he'll just do the same or continue what Mauritius Sarra did. Room Loftus-Cheek, as soon as he's back, he plays. As soon as hudson Odoi is back, he plays. Mason Mount, now that's a big question, I think. I'm really interested to hear your opinion on that in a bit. But... I don't know if he's going to play. I can't imagine. I think it would be good if he, maybe if Grealish gets sold by Villa, put, uh, put him on loan there, for example. I, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. But formation-wise, we've spoken about this briefly before. 4-3-3 is what he's been playing, right? Yeah. For yeah. the most part, anyway. For the most part. So that would make sense us continuing to play 4-3-3 because generally I love the formation 4-3-3 it gives you so much versatility and uh, options to attack and go forward but there are a huge amount of Chelsea fans especially on Twitter that want us to go 4-2-3-1 I wouldn't be opposed to that even though Mourinho really made me hate that formation near the end of his tenure but um, it's more pragmatic right I don't know. Maybe he will use it because we have injuries. We can't buy anyone. We're limited in who we can use. Aging squad. Don't know. So it's really hard to uh, see what he will do. Even if it is 4-3-3, let's say, yeah, we do 4-3-3. The only real viable options from the youth, Hudson Doy, uh, Loftus-Cheek, um, Mason Mount, Reese James. Who else? There's no, I mean, third goalkeeper is going to have to be a youth player because we, Rob Green's gone. Uh, Marcin Bulka is going to go to PSG, it seems. Um, Brad Collins has been released, and Nathan Baxter today has been loaned out to 
Ross County. So Jamal Blackman is still around. He's injured. He's been injured since Christmas. I don't know if he's already oh, I know, back. I know, I know, but but still around. <laughs> I mean, he's 25 years old. He's yeah. gotten a bit of experience. I think he wasn't that bad at Leeds. No. I don't know. Probably it will be him or Jason Cummings. Uh, I think it's Jason or James Cumming uh, from the youth squad. Jamie? Yeah, okay. Cumming, anyway. Yeah, Cumming. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's difficult. People I mean, the, also the other one. That, if you class him as a youth player, not maybe not youth player, but lonely anyway, it's probably Kazuma. Um, he's another one that yeah, I'm true. I'm dead expecting to be part of the squad. Whether he will be a starter or not, I don't know, but he will certainly be part of the squad. I expect. I was only talking about youth players now. I mean, yeah. he's only 24, right? So it's ridiculous. You know, I think Rudiger's like already 30, while Zuma and him are the same age. Not 30. No, no, I know he isn't. I know he's 25, isn't he? So it's just ridiculous because I think in my in my mind, Kurt Zuma's so much younger than Antonio Rudiger, although he isn't, which is mind-blowing. I don't know, it's ridiculous. I can't quite wrap my head around that. But I want to ask you, whether Lamps does it or not, Kurt Zuma, Antonio Rudiger. Will that be your starting centre-back pair next season? Well, it depends on how we play. If we want to keep playing it out from the back, David Luiz is yeah. to stop. I know you disagree, but to me, if we want to play out from the back, none of Rudiger, Christensen or Kurt Zuma anywhere near have the ability that David Luiz has at doing that. And I think if we try that without him, we're screwed. And I mean, we're going into this season, into this season screwed as we are. But if we try to play out from the back without Louise, I mean, we're even I more agree with that. No, but I agree with that. I mean, to be fair, you weren't on the podcast when we talked about that, but I, I did actually confess, if we are playing with Sarri, it's a 4-3-3, where expansive football, we need him, theoretically, to do that pass up front, which brought us out of trouble so often last season, yeah. even if he does the occasional brain fart. That's why 4 also- 3 maybe that's why people want 4-2-3-1, Lawrence. Because then we can well, drop Lewis. Well, I don't want four two three one. I to me, people that want four two three one feel like people that have been kind of stuck in the past, just like Mourinho has. Like it's kind of like I'm sorry, who plays four two three one these days? Tell me one successful team that plays that exactly. You don't play four two three one anymore. It's just not the thing. Like, are we going yeah. to play four Fair. four four two now? Because in the sixties, it won everything. No. So we like no. Oi, 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 oi! Leicester won the title with that a few seasons ago. Fair enough. Well, there was more of a four-four-one-one. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, now, yeah, that's a bit cement. You know, just semantics. Yeah, yeah. Of there, course, it's I'm the but that that was a season, a ridiculous season. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, should happen. Um, I get your point. I'm not saying anyone's stupid for wanting to play four-two-three-one. Me personally, I just don't think it's the right thing to do to help us move forward. Like then it really would be what we spoke about with Lewis, a complete waste of a season then last season because we taught these players to like play with the ball at their feet, play in like tight spaces and move the ball around and move up the pitch as quickly as possible, which we never actually managed to do as quickly as we would have liked. Towards the end, it got better and better. But that's why I wanted to give Sari more time because I think even with a transfer ban, we could have been a ridiculously good team next season um, just with more time learning that system. But anyway, uh, I just don't think you can play that way in a 4-3-1 because you just don't have the triangles. And without the triangles, no, you don't have the triangles where you need them. And Very then I just, yeah, you just put yourself into trouble. And um, if, if, if Lampard or Morris or whoever ends up being in charge of that, 
manages to get out of Zuma, Rüdiger, and Christensen something <laughs> like what Luis can do. I don't care which one of the three it is that plays. I'm not really all that fast. Any one of the three. Um, well, Christensen can do it in theory. He's got a good passing range, but he was shocking at the end of the season again, the second season in a row. I don't pressure just the long passing range, though. I mean, being under pressure on the ball. Yeah, but Christensen can do that, don't you think? I just feel like whenever he's being pressed, he he's not as calm as Luis is to just keep the ball, play it simply, and then we just keep the ball, no stress. Everyone but Luis always seems stressed when they're pressed. And Luis is just like, he makes a little turn and a little back heel pass mm. to someone. And unlike Hazard's back heels, Luis' back heels actually come off. So, uh, <laughs> no, no offence, Hazard. Good luck in Madrid. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, if it works, I have no issue with anything. But yeah. depending on what we try, it probably should be David Luiz. I would love to see Kazuma because simply of yeah. how he managed to be forced out of the club with his that horrible injury and then just not being up to scratch when he came back. I would love to get him. I would love to see him get given that chance to be a starter again and then hopefully cement this place. Whether that's then alongside Rüdiger or Christensen, probably better to be alongside Christensen so you have two different types of centre backs because Rüdiger and Kazuma are kind of the same. They're both really quick and they're both really strong and they both jump like crazy, but. They're oh my god! Initially, not that good. Lawrence, uh, I just solved all all our problems. Ethan Ampadu. <laughs> he yeah. he can pass it. He can do those passes. He showed it for Wales. Brilliant. We're, for, we're done. No problem. With Wales, who haven't won a game in eight games. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're breaking my balls here. No, I I know that you know that, but he he has got a good passing range. No, yeah. he he's, he's really good short. at that. He's, he's only six foot. Yeah, I don't think Fabio Cannavaro was short. He got the Ballon d'Or. True. Very true. But Amper is not quite Cannavaro, though, is he? No not yeah, But he's 18 years old, you know? Or is he 19 already? Whatever. Yeah, he guy's so young, you know? He's, yeah. he's ridiculously young and so mature. If there's anyone in that team that can succeed, Louis, during this transfer ban, during, you know, I'm sure we can get much better um, already developed. Uh, Ball playing centre backs, but you know he's the only one at the moment, and the club you can also, and that that is something he can do it under pressure. Yeah, that lad at the same can do time, it under we pressure. haven't really seen him play in big pressure games yet. Uh, even for Wales, those weren't exactly big pressure games, so we're yet to see if he played against Spurs at the Bridge, and I don't know, we're one 0 up, but we're in injury time, and he's in a pressure situation. Can he keep his cool then? And there's no problem if he can't because he's 18. But I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't pick him over any of Zuma, Rüdiger, or Christensen. I, I wouldn't. No, no, but, no, no. And I wouldn't pick him over Louise either. Um, I now that's where. Really, over Louise? No, like, no, no. Look, it's just a Louise brain fart that turned me off. Like, to me, Louise is a great centre back. He has a brain fart now and again. But who doesn't? How are like, they Sergio Ramos has bloody brain farts. What, when, when was the last David Luiz brain fart this season? Like, been months. No, Long months. No, he, only because they didn't lead to a goal. The thing is, when Luiz starts losing his, his head, you know, and he does a brain fart, it starts to accumulate in that game. And then there's like a period of 10 minutes where you're thinking, what the fuck is he actually doing? And... I'm sorry, I'm really bad in that regard. I can't think of an example, but I can remember thinking it continually throughout the season. 
And there was one goal which was completely on him where he you know, just didn't put his body on the line. We can say whatever we want about Gary Cahill, and I was always really pissy, pissed off about his backing off. But he put his body on the line. You know, he went bam in like John Terry. David Luiz doesn't do that. He goes up. Yeah, but, but Ricky Carvalho <sighs> didn't do that, and John Terry next to him did it. So you need one that does and one that Ricky, doesn't. Ricardo Carvalho doesn't, didn't have brain farts. He'd never no, had. He didn't have brain farts, that's true. But to me, David Luiz, as much as he has these brain farts and these, like, games of where he just goes mad and just goes for everything when he just leaves gaps behind him. He's the only one that I, because that's always when we're losing. Everyone else just doing the normal thing at David Luiz is like, fucking hell guys, let's do something for once. Yeah, I losing. get that. I like, get that. that comes into it. Um, but obviously, obviously you need to keep moving because I want to address quickly what you said about Mason Mount. If we give him a Prem round, which I don't think we will, mm. um, we, he needs a better one than Villa. He needs a mid-table one because there's no point learning to play in a team that's worse than everybody. That's like Tammy Abraham at Swansea. Learns you nothing for what Chelsea need. That's always the problem when a Prem loan is only good when they play for a team that plays a little bit like us. If they play park the bus every game, when if they came back to Chelsea, they would play against teams parking the bus. It doesn't teach them anything for what they need when they play for us. For us, we need they need to know how to break teams down not how to not be broken down, which is what Swansea under Tammy Abraham did. So it's a completely different type of striker that he was playing there than what he would than what he will play at Chelsea if he does play. Um, yeah, but why, where do you loan him then, Lawrence? It can't be... It has to be outside of England. No, no, no. We'll get him a mid-table team. Like, you know. Yeah, but who? You know, a lot of the Bournemouth? teams are... Bournemouth don't see... Bournemouth's like the first... <laughs> if you ask Chelsea fans... Where should we loan a player? Oh, let's do it to Bournemouth. How? Why? Because they uh, play. Yeah, but they got Fraser there. What isn't he playing Mason Mount's role? Fraser's if I'm not mistaken. Mean Brooks, you mean the young kid? Oh, Brooke. Was it Brooks then? Yeah, okay then. Him. It, I can't remember. It's just a young guy who was like really dynamic and I think he was English. Who um, who's playing there? So I, why would he get any minutes? I don't know. It's just a shout. I'm just saying, if we're going to learn it, I Sheffield. don't think we're going to. <laughs> Same going to be with... table team. I know, I know, but you know that's where he can still but shine there, even though they're crap. Yeah, but we're considering playing him at Chelsea, so he would get a mid-table team. He he probably started at bloody Everton. Let's be honest. Like, like... Luffy Sigurdsson. I don't think. Oh, so. Right, maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> forget the point. Luffy well, Sigurdsson. He definitely start bloody Watford. Like he's better than Pereira, and he's their best player. Let's be honest. Ooh, he's better than Pereira. That's uh. Oof. All right. I, I actually think Pereira's not bad. Let, let me just say what I want to say. We're not loading him out anyway. Let's be honest. Come on. We don't Probably have midfielders as it is. <laughs> like it depends what happens. Loftus cheat. You know how long is he going to be out? Is he going to you know come back earlier? Maybe you don't need, need him. Put off the cheek anyway, and we better not Barkley. be bloody Barkley. I don't. Yeah, I don't want necessarily one Barkley as the backup as well. But he's gonna be it. You know it as well as I do. But even then, like, let's count the midfielders. We have Jorginho, unless we sell him, which possibly. I don't think that will happen. But yeah. Well, yeah, but that depends on what Lampard plays because. When was the last time Jorginho played as a midfielder that wasn't a register? How good is he at that? Who knows? Um, so. We actually don't have to know. We actually have to find out about that yet. But anyway, Jorginho... I'm excited about that, actually. Can Good. I just say that? I'm really excited about Jorginho playing maybe 
in front of uh, Kante. But yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Jorginho Kante, well, Loftus-Cheek when he's back, and Ross Barkley. Now, those are the four midfielders that we're guaranteed to have right now. Mm. And then we're talking about Danny Drinkwater, Kovacic, and Mason Mount. Then there's no one else. Or one plays Ethan Ampadu in midfield again. I know, I'm sorry I'm going on with Ethan He's Ampadu, not better but... than, Ethan, than Mason Mount. Come on now. It depends on what role. If one needs yeah. one more defensive-minded... You forgot Bakayoko. Sorry, because I thought defensive-minded. True, true. But okay. in defensive-minded, Mason Mount isn't a defensive midfielder. Uh, Ethan Ampadu can be that. He can even be a box-to-box, while Mason Mount is the more attacking-minded. If he's going to play anywhere in that Chelsea midfield, it's going to be where Ro- uh, Ross Barker... Well, yeah, Ross Barker, Rumloff's cheek is, if you ask me. Yeah, but we're not playing exactly like Sarri anymore, are we? And... At Lampard, it was a, at Lampard. At, at Derby, it wasn't as structural as in like one register, one box to box DM, <laughs> and then the attacking one on the left. It isn't really no. like that. Like explicitly at Derby, like they mix around whether you're on the left, on the right, doesn't really matter. Um, because Mount came from the left, Mount came from the right of midfield. Didn't really make that much of a difference. And I know what you're saying, and I'm, I don't even disagree. I'm just saying get rid of drink water as soon as we bloody can. Like, I will drive him to the airport uh, or train station, wherever he needs to go myself. It's a nice balloon, but I get what you're Wait, saying. Yeah. He refused to be sold because he wanted to earn the money. He's not a nice bloke. He's a money-grabbing twat. <laughs> That's all he is. He could have moved plenty of times. He could have moved last summer, and he could have moved in January, and he didn't. Just like Gary Cahill. We don't know that he wanted to say, who was, he's got, he's on 150 grand a week. Who is going to pay that? No, Exactly. Of course, I understand. Yeah, but, what, yeah, but which professional? Come on, which professional would take a pay cut from probably fifty percent? No one would. That, that's yeah, unfair. If you I'm want sorry, to play but, football, you do. Yeah, but still, it's unfair to assume. No, oh, he has to take it because he wants to play football. It's still a job. Well, and, and if, if you're going to be goes out drinking and loses his driver's license, like, oh, he's drink water. Of course, he's going to go out drinking. Oh no, okay, no, 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 wait. No, wait, no, not that kind of drinking. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, forget about that. <coughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> anyway, Bakayoko. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Temio Bakayoko, right? Um, yeah. Who's he again? Um, yeah, I think he could actually do a job here. He wasn't oh, that really? bad partially for Milan, even though people will whack me. For oh, it. for Milan. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to say for Chelsea. <laughs> well, the, the first two months when he was at Chelsea wasn't bad either. But, you know, that Spurs game where he was still injured, it was brilliant. Yeah. In my memory, he had three brilliant games. There was Atletico away in the group. Mm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. United at home when we beat them, however much we beat them by. 1 0. Just the, right. with the Morata header that, that had the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. November. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was brilliant in that. And then, like you said, the Spurs game. Those three games just brilliant in. There was a couple he was averaging, and then there was quite a few that he was shocking in. Um, uh, yeah, for example, which just, I mean, everyone has a brain fart, like has a brain fart, excuse me, game now and again. But that was just, that was just a bit of an extreme brain fart, that one. Um, so, I don't know. He should come back, in my opinion. Will Frank Lampard use him? I don't know, but he should come back. Um, but I still think Mason Man should be around because I think Barkley I think Barkley can play fine in a not as attacking midfield role he can do that just as much as he can play the attacking one because 
just like Kovacic, he can't score anyway. Like he's like one of them people that you think can shoot, but then they really can't. Weirdly, um, so I don't know. Uh, I would rather have Loftus Cheek and Mount as the main two people. Like I wouldn't even be surprised if Lampard starts Ruben and Mount together, and then have Kante behind them. It doesn't even play Jorginho. I wouldn't even be surprised if that happens come January. Well, maybe. I don't think he's going to play Mal that much. That's the thing, an illusion that people think just because he played at Derby. But one thing I will say, if we do play a double pivot, if Barkley plays there, it's going to have shadows oh. of Rampard, if you can remember that combination. That was absolutely atrocious with Ramirez and Lampard in the pivot. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh my God. You know? I mean, if we played a double pivot, it would Almost certainly be Jorginho and Kante. Um, that would be a great combo. I think that would be pretty... Lacking a lot mean. of height, but other than that... Oh, would... fucking hell. Don't start with that. Like, with Alonso, get off. Yeah, but if you play a double pivot, you need height. Because then you can't overcrowd anyone anymore. Well, you so can't you play back... Height. Yeah, but you can't play back Yako and Kante there, so... Exactly. So that's why I said scrap the double pivot. <laughs> Maybe it will work. You know, we could have a look and see how it happens. If we've always got the ball, then it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> also, Kante, Kante is a pretty brilliant player. He can do that anyway. He doesn't yeah, no, need. He, he's fine. Um, one yeah. last thing anyway. that obviously we probably should mention yeah. is the whole Kovacic situation because obviously he was in that talk of, of midfielders. You know, we don't know for sure whether we will bring Bakayoko back. We might just sell him. Who knows? We might just loan him out again. We don't know for sure. And it's probably, I mean, financially it would be smart to just keep him and then just don't sign Kovacic. I know you're not the biggest fan of him and you made a good point earlier saying, well, if we didn't have a transfer ban, no one would ask for us to sign Kovacic. And I agree. But the simple matter, simple matter of fact is that we do have a transfer ban. And um, he's not an awful player. Like as a right centre, as a right centre midfielder, I think he can be good. You know, if Kante plays deeper now, I don't think he should, but he might do. And then you have a backup for every position. He can play the deep one. He can play the right one. He can play the left one. He can play all over the shop. And if you pay 50 million for a player that can play in three positions, that's all right. Nah, nah, I don't agree with that. 50 mil, because we wouldn't get that anytime. Uh, we wouldn't get that back anytime soon. I, I don't, I agree that we have to buy him, uh, you know, if it was 30, 35 mil, but. They're not going to do us any favours after Mariner, you know, how she negotiated for Hazard. So I think that's a problem. But, you know, we do have some options there. I think we could come by. We would get by without Kovacic, if I'm honest. Um, well, get by. What does, what does I, I, just, I don't want, I don't think it's sensible paying 50 mil for him. But, you know, if it has to be, then. If they do it, I'm not going to complain about it. Let's say like that. But I'd rather have us not. Don't ask me how we cope them. I, I don't know. I just think Bakayoko did uh, do a job. Yeah, I'm going to get crucified for that. But As you should be. <laughs> now, what I'm going to say is, not, it's not about Bakayoko Kovacic. Just get rid of bloody Barkley. It's not going to happen. We need homegrown players. Well, we have plenty now if we use the youth players. Then we don't need any. Then we have plenty of them. We could just get rid of Barkley and keep Kovacic, even if we have to pay 200 million. It's worth it. Yeah, no, I mean, where we have to get to, even though the Kovacic situation is very interesting, don't get me wrong, uh, and it's heatedly debated, is strikers. Uh, We don't know who's going to be our main striker next season. We've not got that many choices. I'd really like to know what your preferred choice would be because let's just say 
Gonzalo Higuain, he ain't staying for obvious reasons. Um, he was brought in because of Sari. Sari's not here anymore. It wouldn't make any sense. So, Tammy Abraham, Mishy Bashwai, Olivier Giroud. Who? Who? Yeah. I, I mean, ideally, none of them. Because I don't think any of them are actually good enough. I mean, Giroud is just a depressing sight to be the first-choice striker of Chelsea. Even though he did really well in the Europa League, scored a lot of goals, won the golden boot there, has a lovely beard and all sorts. But oh, yeah. it, it is a good beard, to be fair. But Very he was still Arsenal's second, if not third-choice striker when he signed him. He cannot be our first-choice striker. I mean, that is too embarrassing as it is. Um, if, especially if they have Aubameyang and Lacazette. I mean, they might lose one of them, I guess. But still, the fact that, that they have strikers mm-hmm. like those and we have strikers like we do is just bad. Anyway, then you, of course, have Michi Chuai, who enjoyed not a great loan spell at Valencia. That didn't go well. Then in January, he moved to Palace and did all right. I feel like he didn't score that little amount of goals, but he I think he scored like two in two games. So that is four goals. And how many did he score overall? Eight. So that from January isn't actually that much. Or did he score six? I'm not even sure. Um, but like, he's good. He's a great finisher. Like if we get the ball into his feet in the box, he probably scored the most out of those three options that we have. But realistically, it just largely depends on what system Frank Lampard is going to go. If we're going to yeah. kick it long, quite often, well, Mishiba Chua is not the option. You showed me the stats earlier. His, you know, percentage of wow. winning aerial duels is not very good. So clearly that's not an option. If he, if Lampard wants to keep it on the ground and only for the last 10 minutes if we need it, he wants to go for long balls and bring on Giroud then, possibly mm-hmm. Chua is actually the best choice. And Tammy Abraham is kind of just a mix of the two. Tammy Abraham is just decent and good at a lot of things, but not like incredible at many things, to me anyway. But I'm not an, an expert on Tammy Abraham, don't get me wrong. I've not seen that much of him. When he was at Swansea, he looked good, but that was a completely different style of football to what we are playing. Of course, Swansea ended up getting relegated and they were playing like a relegation side from the start. Um, it's a completely different thing, you know playing with age, like really long distances to goal whenever he receives yeah. the ball. It's not going to be the situation at Chelsea. He's strongish. He wins quite a lot of balls in the air. He's tall. He's, he's six foot three. He's really tall. Um, considering he's that tall, he's, like I say, quick. He's good with his feet. He's you know good on the ball, good dribbler. And he's got a good finish in him. So, if, me personally, because he's young, because he's from the academy, and because he has everything that you need to be a very good striker, even though I do think he needs mm. to buck up a little bit. Um, he is probably the one, if we're going to say, so this is, no matter what happens, we're just going to bank on the youth and hope that we can develop them as much as we can. Until yeah. next summer. So the next summer we know these youngsters are good enough and these youngsters are not. And, you know, by next summer, hopefully we'll then know, is, is Abraham good enough to keep as a first-row striker or do we need to buy one? And if we don't play him, we still don't know that. It's a bit like we're with Mason Mount. If we don't play him, we don't know whether we need to buy someone then next summer or not. Like, not yeah. really because we have Loftus Cheek there, obviously. But, you know, or with Reese James, if we don't play him all season and have Aspilicueta there, Aspilicueta is getting on. If we don't ever play Reese James in the big games, we won't find out if we need to buy someone else or not. So, possibly go for Abraham. But at the, at, at the end of the day, they're not that different in ability right now, in my opinion. Just play whoever's on best form and whoever suits the system the best. I don't really have a significant preference, at least out of Bachuai and Abraham. I don't want Giroud to be the regular starter unless 
we kind of need the long balls for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. I think Giroud, as you say, he's a brilliant plan B, and I think he's also going to be that under Lampard. What I will say about this, uh, as I'm currently writing on an article, stat-wise, it's very interesting to compare Bashwa and Tammy Abraham, because if one of those two is going to be our main striker, I, I mean, I am going to tell you this, Lawrence, Giroud's going to start the season as our starting striker. I'm absolutely dead certain about that, and it will just be about how can the others... It, I don't think we're going to go with three strikers in. Mishibi Bashwai has actually... Uh, put Ch- doesn't mean that much, but you know, he put in Chelsea FC again on his Twitter account. And um, Tammy uh, Abraham, think, sorry to just interrupt that quickly. Mm. I think we should go into the season with three strikers. I, I think know you do. Yeah. If not doing that, be doing that recently, it's stupid in my opinion. Yeah, and I well, hope well, we do it. I, yeah. I hope we do it. Whether, whether we, I, I know you said we don't. When was we the won't. last time? When was the last time we had three strikers? It's ages ago, years. Mourinho. Who did who? Which three strikers did we have? With Diego Costa and um, Drogba and Remy. Okay, fair point. Yeah, I forgot about Remy. Yeah. And the season before we had Torres, Eto, and Bar. Yeah, so that that was actually the the last uh, trio that I could think of. Not Eto'o sure about the season. Obviously, when Mourinho got sacked, I guess Chore was classed as the kind of third striker, but he could also uh, play in the wing. I don't think he actually ever played as a striker for us. But anyway, I get what you mean. I would also keep all three, but let's just think about this um, rationally. I don't think we will. Giroud's going to stay, of course. Which one of the two do we want? Now, I what you said was that Michi Bashwai is the one who's more clinical and all that, and I... Uh, tend to agree, at least on the top level. It also depends on how far, in, how far do you um, let this stat comparison happen in regard to you know championship versus Premier League. As we said before, there are a few stats where you can say you can compare Premier League with Championship in regards to, for example, aerial duels. If it, one of the strikers is going up against you know Championship defenders, they might be slow, might be old, whatever, but if there's one thing the championship doesn't lack, then it's physicality in regards to the centre-back. So when we think about that, you know, Michi Bashwai, his aerial doors percentage for his one is atrocious, while Tammy Abraham is decent, he's above average. It's not bad. He's not Olivier Giroud, but I don't think that we would want him to play that role that Giroud would be able to fill. So if we talk about um, his attacking play or build-up play and creativity. Tammy Abraham has been far better stat-wise. Then again, it depends how Crystal Palace actually plays. Zaha is like the main man. Yeah. That's why I just exactly finished. Where, yeah. That is exactly why I don't like the Premier Championship comparison because the build-up play is when you play the one-twos around the corner. And that is exactly when you find it so much easier in the Championship because players are slower, because players are not as good, because players are less so technically aware. Like, okay, maybe if you play against the bottom six in the Premier League, it's not that big of a difference. But you also play against the top six, and you don't okay. just play against the bottom six. No, I understand that, but you know what I will say is Tammy Abram has got the the tools to do it, Championship or not. He has got the tools to actually be able to you know do this build up play. Or Bash White, brilliant finisher. He'll be he's better than Tammy Abraham. We no discussion, but or more clinical. But, you know, if we want to do build-up play, Bashuai wasn't always top-notch, you know, especially on the counter. He hasn't got a great pass in him. 
I don't know. Tammy Abraham might be the one to bank on. As you said, you know, if this is this season of transition, which it most certainly will be, he's the guy to play. That's why, you know, you can sell him. He's uh, got international pedigree. I could see this uh, club selling him. It'd be ludicrous to do it because I want also three strikers, but I, I can see that happening. So Tammy Abraham, for me, I know people don't rate him because, oh, he's a championship. He wasn't good at Swansea, but that Swansea team was absolutely diabolical. You know, he had no service whatsoever. He did score a few goals. You know, he was only... What I think was it was 19 or, or second or both. No, I think it was tech. I think it was second because Ayu was the top scorer, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he's still got like six or seven goals, something like that. I haven't looked at his Swansea stats yet, but he wasn't bad. Those Swansea fans were, you know, frustrated with him. He was only 19 years old for Christ's sake, or 20. You know, you can't put all your goal hopes in the Premier League in a battle for relegation on a 19 year old who hasn't proven himself. He's not like, I don't know, who who's the 19-year-old wonder kids. One of those, you know, Kylian Mbappe. He's not Mbappe who you can trust for that. He's Tammy Abraham and his, his shots, his goal conversion, his headed goals, his touches in the box, his passing, it's good. You know, if he can actually, only to a certain degree already, implement his, what, his style of play from the championship on both occasions, and also to a certain degree from Swansea. In this Chelsea team, I think with Hudson-Odoi, uh, who actually they know each other, so that's always good, and Christian Pulisic and Room Loftus-Cheek, which for me personally will be my attacking bands up front, um, I think they could work well together. And if you know we need a crowbar, put on Giroud. That's why I don't see how Bashwai would uh, you know, get past the... You know, second string striker role. To prove to me, me wrong, mate. Prove me wrong. I'd rather have Bash White, you know, score goals on mass, but I don't think it will happen. I, I get what you mean. I mean, obviously, ideally, we're a lot less counter attacking now that we will be under Conte. So the whole build up play and first touch after like a pass shot basically into him. I mean, his first touch, he still needs to improve. It's a, it was a bit better at Palace, I thought, than it was back when he was at Chelsea last. It looked a bit better whenever I've seen him play. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that it's less counter-attacking puts slightly less importance on that, which for Bachoy would be good. I know you said you think Javier is going to start the season as a striker. I'm not 100% sure he will, you know. I wouldn't be surprised, if we don't tell him, if that's Bachoy and then pretty soon Abraham Also will. possibly. Yeah, you're uh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's kind of what I'm... You know, what kind of what I'm, what I'm on about, because... If the problems that we had at, at um, that Tammy Abram had at Swansea and like just putting too much pressure on him, because you say you can't put all your hopes in a relegation fight to score all your goals, um, you know, on a 19 year old. Well, now he's 21, so is he ready for Chelsea to put all our hopes to score the goals on him? Probably not. Nah. So, mate, like, and I don't want if he doesn't work out Giroud to be the only option. So that's why Bachuai needs to be there as well. Not saying that that then definitely works, but I, it just people that know me know me from YouTube, know me from Twitter, and have watched this for a couple of the, the couple of episodes that I've been on now. They know I'm not a big fan of a big fan of Oli Visual. He has a oh, strength, and he's the, very good. <laughs> that's the worst kept secret in the world. Yeah, I know you don't like Giroud. Yeah, he's very good at certain things, but he's not good 
He's just not a first-choice striker for a top club. Come on, he just should not be. Unless you play like that. France, he shouldn't be your first-choice striker. I get that, but, you know, I, I also understand what you mean with, you know, can he do it at Chelsea then if, you know, all the hopes were born and they were Swansea. But the point is, in theory, Chelsea should have lots of sources where you can get goals from, like Rimnos' right. cheek, Hudson Doy, Pulisic, blah, 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 blah. While Swansea had nothing. That's yeah. why all the hopes were put on Tammy Abraham or As in doing uh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Ayew. So that, that's what I meant in that regard. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said earlier. So if if we do actually want to take the season as a throwaway, fine. Not a throwaway, throwaway, but then risk it with Tammy yeah. and just play with him, stick with him and see what we get. Exactly. If not, we should probably just rotate more and see whoever is just the best form out of the three, I guess. But... Um, we do kind of have to wrap it up here because, you know, run times and stuff, and we both have our things to do. Jimmy, um, you're meant to outro this stuff. So I'm just going to say, please outro it. Thank you for having me along because you always provide such great stats that I have no idea about. And um... <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think even though it was only the two today, uh, us two today, I think it still worked. I mean, of all our lovely faces here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so as always, I mean, we don't really have to plug any guests this time. So, of course, please do follow us. Our Twitter handles will be in the description below. And do follow the Attacking 2 podcast. We've got lots of great guests coming on in the near future. If, you know, there's no... Uh, hiccups. No hiccups, then next... Next week's guest should be quite the bomb. So looking very much forward to him. And um, yeah, do as Lauren said, or her, yes, <clears throat> gender <laughs> equality. Uh, and do please give us a great rating on iTunes. Uh, that would be massively appreciated. Subscribe. Subscribe to YouTube. We got great things uh, up our sleeves for this channel and for this podcast. And do subscribe. It would be uh, we'd be very grateful for you to do that. And that's all from us this this week. And you'll see us next one, probably with Lampard already being our coach. And there'll be lots of discussion points. And that is it for today. And as always, up the chills and keep the blue flag flying high.